If you hate anxiety as much as I do, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the I Hate Anxiety podcast and your host, Larry Quicksall. Larry is a mental health therapist who has spent the past 30 years helping people improve the quality of their lives. And today, he wants to help you get rid of the anxiety in your life. So without any further ado, here's Larry. Hi everyone, and thanks for joining me for the I Hate Anxiety podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Innovative Trainings at citrainings.com. Today I'd like to take a little bit of a time travel and go back a few years to a topic that I was spending a great deal of time pondering. If we go back five years ago to May of 2012, I was in the process of answering a question. The question I posed myself was, what have I learned over all these years in mental health? You see, I asked myself that question on the 24th anniversary of working in this field. And I decided that I wanted to spend the year leading up to my 25th anniversary pondering that question. I didn't want a quick answer. I didn't want to uh, take it lightly. I wanted to really get a handle on and understand what was the most important thing that I had learned over these 25 years. You see, this trip in the mental health field was a bit of an accidental journey. When I graduated in 1987 with my bachelor's degree, my every intention was to teach psychology and public speaking at a high school. And that's often how I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Larry Quicksaw and I'm an unemployed high school teacher. And then that starts the conversation. So if I took this quarter of a century accidental, unintentional journey into the mental health field, What did I really learn? And you know, as I thought over the course of that year and many cups of coffee, I realized I've actually learned a lot, but the most important thing really boiled down to one word. And that one word I have written on my whiteboard in my counseling office many times. What is it? It's belief. It's belief. What is it that you believe? That is what really matters. And it can be what you believe on a wide range of topics, but whatever you believe about it, that's really critical and and key to what you do, what you think, how you react, how you interpret, all kinds of things. And in the five years since that time, I believe that my belief about belief and its importance has only gotten stronger. So what I'd like to do today is just kind of explain that a little bit in the context of anxiety disorders. You see, anxiety disorders really have a whole lot to do about what you believe. And let me just take this time right now and just pull out the DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which talked about in a previous uh, podcast, and I'm opening up to the front where it lists 
the different anxiety disorders, and I'm also going to cross over into the trauma and stress-related disorders. But I'm just going to pick a few that we will likely be addressing in the podcast and just give some examples about how belief ties ties into it. And the first one that I want to address is, uh, um, let's see, well, let's go with separation anxiety disorder. It's at the top of the list. And generally, we, we tend to think about it regarding children, but it's also one that we can see in adults as well. And what is the belief that's often involved with separation anxiety? What's going to happen? What happens if this person or this object or this place isn't there? Is it going to be something bad? Do I believe something bad is going to happen if I'm a child and I leave my parent or if my parent leaves me? Will they come back? That's a question that a lot of little children have. It could also be even with adults. You know, what if my spouse leaves and doesn't come back? It ties into, again, what do you believe? Let's look at social anxiety disorder. And this is a disorder where uh, the person has a belief that they are being scrutinized by people and that there is a fear of situations where that could take place. I think back to a gentleman a few years ago that I worked with, and he had very strong social anxiety. And if he walked into a waiting room and had to go past the people, you know, to go to the registration desk, let them know that he was there, as he walked in, he was thoroughly convinced, he thoroughly believed that everybody was thinking something negative about him, about his clothes, about his walk, about his looks, believing that they knew more about his background and history than a stranger could possibly know creating this fear, this anxiety about how people saw him. If we look at agoraphobia, which is the literal translation is fear of the marketplace, but is often the way it manifests is it's a fear of being away from the home or being away from that that place that they believe is their safe place. They often have fears, not in all cases, but have fears of having panic attacks. So what is the belief that many of these people have? If I leave my home, I'm going to have a panic attack. If I leave my home and something happens, there's not going to be anyone there to rescue me. Something bad is going to happen. This time I might die. This time would be embarrassing. There's a belief tied into that. Generalized anxiety disorder. Whenever I think about that, there's there's one particular individual I saw just briefly, just one time, uh, many years ago, and she was um, uh, lived on a farm, was a farmer's wife, and when she came in, she was just riddled with anxiety that particular day. And I was trying to understand, well, what what is it today that you're so worried about? And she said, I am just terrified that my husband is going to die in a grain elevator accident. Now, for those of you 
who live on a farm or from a rural area, you probably know what that is. For those of you who, who don't, a grain elevator accident basically is uh, something that happens whenever people are either loading, but especially offloading grains such as corn or soybeans or wheat out of a storage container, uh, a large uh, uh, we call them grain bins, but it's a it's a it's a large uh, circular container that can hold several thousand bushels of grain. And whenever people are unloading it, let's say they're sending their grain to market, they have an auger at the bottom, a large screw mechanism that is pulling the grain out and to be loaded into the truck. And what'll happen is sometimes the people will climb inside the grain bin to shovel or maneuver the grain around. And that's an extremely dangerous practice because the grain is shifting, the grain is moving, and a lot of times people can get sucked into it like quicksand and suffocate and die. And there's there's several grain accidents every year in the country. And this lady was just beside herself that her husband that day while she was in counseling with me was going to die in a grain elevator accident. So I asked her, is your husband offloading the grain himself or is there family members with him or is he helping somebody else? And her answer was, oh no, he's not doing anything with the grain today. And I stopped and it was like, then, so he's not doing anything with grain? No. But you're afraid that this is going to happen today? Yes, yes, and I can't hardly stand to be here. I need to leave. So here, she had this extremely powerful belief that he was going to die that day in a grain elevator accident, and he wasn't even working with it. That's That was an extremely powerful belief for this individual who also had a lot of worries about a lot of other things. There's another uh, one that, that I see here on the page, which is specific phobia, which used to be called simple phobia. And a specific phobia is when a person has an intense, unreasonable fear about either a specific situation or a specific object. So this is where, you know, arachnophobia, the fear of spiders, or acrophobia, the fear of heights, comes in. And so uh, an example would be uh, for uh, there was a, a girl that I knew. Uh, she uh, was junior high age and next door was the neighbor's dog. And the dog was on a, a chain or a, a rope of some sort there uh, tied up in the yard. And its owner was uh, up on the porch and she had she knew this dog and she had been over there many times. Uh, playing with it or giving it dog treats. It was a friendly dog and, and they, they had fun together. Well, one particular day she was over playing with that dog, petting it, and a, uh, uh, a service van pulled up. There was something that was, uh, you know, there was going to be repaired and this person pulled up in the driveway and the little girl noticed him and so did the dog, but there was nothing to, to be concerned about. And they continued to, to pet you know, play together there. And then the serviceman closed the van door very hard 
and it made a loud, unusual sound that startled the dog, the dog clamped onto her arm and started shaking violently. And this was a good-sized dog. She started screaming. The neighbor came running to the rescue. The, the dad next door came running to the rescue, and they had to beat on the dog to get it to break its grip on this little girl's arm. She was taken to the hospital. Uh, she required many, many stitches. And the result was she has a very intense fear of dogs. And if you ask her, she believes that she was going to die and that she will, if she sees another dog, she thinks that that dog is going to attack and that she might die. So there again, because of a situation in this case, a specific situation, she has a very intense belief that that's going to happen. And as a phobia, we would say, yes, that situation was very frightening. You didn't die, and not all dogs are going to do that. But it's understandable how she gets there, how she developed that belief. So, you know, there's a few other anxiety disorders that we, we could cover. Um, but let me jump jump ahead just to a little bit on post-traumatic stress disorder because it's a fairly complex one and there can be a lot of different beliefs. And whenever I'm reviewing um, this with a person and I'm going down the, the criteria list, we start getting into some of the, the symptoms that we, we put in the category of negativity. Many times there's powerful beliefs, especially if somebody, let me use the example of like a combat veteran. They may have the belief that uh, I'm going to die when they have a certain trigger or I'm in danger, I'm vulnerable. And so their reactions and the actions and decisions that they make are tied into those beliefs. I can't go to the high school basketball game even though my child is in it because there's a crowd. Well, what's the problem with crowds? Well, something bad's going to happen. Well, has there been anything bad happened before? No, but I believe that this there could be. It's possible. So there's the, the strong belief that ties into possibly the experience of a bad thing that happened in combat regarding crowds because crowds are often uh, targets in war zones or a belief negative about themselves. I'm messed up. I'm broken. There's something seriously wrong with me. I'm never going to have a normal life. As you can imagine, as I'm going through this, this, this idea of how powerful beliefs are, either to uh, keep somebody trapped in a disorder, or if it's a positive belief, such as, I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but I'm going to get through this. I am going to recover. I can maintain you know, sobriety, for example. You can have beliefs that are negative or positive that really make an impact in the decisions that you make, in the course of action that you take. So, and again, it's not just for anxiety disorders. It really ties into almost everything that we do. So, what I hope is that today, by having this discussion about beliefs, it'll make you stop and think, what are the beliefs that I have? 
If you're listening to an anxiety podcast, you probably have some anxiety. Or you're listening to it for a friend or a family member who has anxiety. What do they or what do you believe when it comes to this topic of anxiety that, you know, as it relates to you? This brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found some golden nuggets that you can use to make your life better. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need either counseling or therapy, please seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or go to your local emergency room.